series of Dabs. Kevin and Nick. It's kind of relatable. It's relatable-ish. What up, y'all? Welcome back to Relatable-ish. I'm Kevin. I'm Dabs. I'm Nick. And we are here today to talk to you again on the podcast. Episode three. Episode three. Wow, we're moving, Whoever guys. thought we would get here. <laughs> I, hey, man, we, we got here. We're here. I'm glad. It all well, started on a FaceTime call. It started on, specifically, it started on the toilet. <laughs> that's the truth. That's that's crazy. That's when when we're doing when we're doing this senior year, we're gonna be like, oh, how did it start? How'd you guys get into this? And it's just like, hey, three people, three ideas, one toilet. I feel bad for mission because when we have the relatableish museum, we're gonna have to take the toilet out and put that in the museum at the beginning. It's like this is where it started. Low key with a plaque. I want a plaque at the bottom too. The the toilet, the <laughs> yeah. relatable toilet. Exactly. There we go. Where all great ideas stem from. Hey. But okay. yeah, so this week, um, in honor of, you know, the hustle of midterms, mm. we thought that we'd come on here and talk to you guys about one of the biggest things that we all have in common. I mean, we have quite a few things in common, but I think the biggest thing is that, hey, we're all college students. This is true. Um, so we figured we'd talk to you guys about our college transitions, which is a pretty big life transition, quite frankly, and also like a big overarching theme that we kind of came up with was this idea of like expectations versus reality you know like you come into college everyone's like yo it's the best four years of your life it's a crazy it's crazy it's a movie like all the time it's great and then it's like by the way two weeks of never leaving the library and taking midterms this is true this is very Very true true. it's also a part of college you know so i don't know what what do you guys think is there anything that you expected when you were coming into college that was just like completely different from the reality of it because i have a few but for me, when coming in, I mean, obviously, you just there's just fear. I was like, scared. I was, I, I was so scared. Um, just because, like, like you said, everyone's like college best four years of your life. You mm-hmm. meet all these new people, and I didn't really, I wasn't really nervous about meeting meeting new people. It was just more about like, I loved my high school. Um, I went to a public high school, and I loved every second that I was there. I was with these group of friends that I had since I was in kindergarten and like we grew up together and they will forever be my family. I love them forever. So it was just very, I was like, you go from that, that like great four year stretch to now or 10 year stretch to now you're telling me I'm going to have four better years than I just had. I, I was like, there's no way it's impossible. It's a tall task. It, it, it was. Um, I also think no one really talks about how scary it can be, you know, like you're moving to a completely new place. You have, mm-hmm. you know, realistically, you don't really know anyone. Yeah. Sure, luckily, social media, we can kind of get in touch with people these days. But I mean, I didn't really know that many people coming in. Um, and I, I feel like no one really talks about that. And I think one of the scariest things going into college is like, am I even going to make friends? Yeah. For me, one of the biggest fears, obviously, you guys are both on teams. Yep. So that kind of helps where you don't have to be best friends with your teammates. Obviously, you guys, I feel like you guys are both pretty tight with your, yeah. your, your like, freshman class um, teammates. But as someone who's not on a team, right, I have, like, no one, like, at all to hang out with even on the first day. Yeah. So I think for me, the fear was, like, where do I even start? Like, how do I start creating connections with other people? And another thing that I was scared of was time management. Oh. Because I feel like when you get to college, you're like, oh, my gosh, so many new clubs, and I'm making so many friends, yeah. and I'm doing all this stuff. But you got to remember, we're here for school, you know? I feel like people yeah. forget college is, you know, we're here for school. So 
Um, making sure that you balance your time is definitely something that I was nervous about when I first got here. This is something that I wanted to hit on when we brought up the idea of doing a like transition to college podcast because like time management is so big. Mm. Like you don't realize how big it is and how much you need it until you don't have it until you don't have it for the first two weeks and you're got 150 pages to read now in one night because you Mm -hmm. left all three stories to read for your philosophy class for the next day and now you're scrambling in the library at 2 a.m trying to read this font size eight and you're yeah it's like reality check there's work when you go to college (laughs) (laughs) yeah for real real. real. (laughs) they don't show that in the movies no it's not in the brochure it's not in the tour brochure it's all play and then you get there and it's like by the way academically rigorous means academically rigorous it's a different type of work too yeah like in my high school it was like you have math you have math classes and, and history classes and all this stuff but you would have, like, math homework every night. So it'd be, like, you went to class, you did a lecture, you had math homework from mm-hmm. that lecture next day. And it was, like, quick, and it wasn't that it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. But now it's, like, instead of me doing math homework every night, I'm going to give you a combination of all that, and I'm going to give you a problem set yeah. due on Fridays. Yeah. So you have a week to do it. However, it's very, like elongated, stretched out over the course of the week. I agree. And to kind of come back to this idea of expectation versus reality, I mean, like, I feel like we talked about this, but for me personally, like, in high school, like, work was manageable. Like, I was able to, you know, do my extracurriculars, get to do things that I wanted to do and do work and still do, you know, relatively well. Um, And I know you guys, like, we talked about this. Like, you guys were able to manage and and pretty much do well. And And I figured, you know, it's college, like, can't be that bad like I can carry this on through college (laughs) you know like I can manage and then I'm getting here and I'm like sitting down for my CS midterm computer science known to be one of the hardest subjects here at at college and in in general and I'm like oh like what is going on and I'm not gonna lie to you it was a big reality check like guys I know our listeners have had similar experiences but you know like it's like oh my god did I just fail my first test IRL you know, oh, dude, for me, because the <clears> thing was, I did so I, I had the same struggles as, uh, as Dabs, where it's like I did CS in high school, so mm-hmm. I thought it was my thing, oh my I God. thought I was good at it, and then I took that first midterm. And the thing was, in high school, they never gave us a paper computer science test because it's computer science, yeah. like it's yeah. uh, uh, I feel like a better representation of your knowledge is to actually code, code, code. to yeah, actually do, write do the code, the right? Yeah, so we're. I don't even know how to study for this thing. I'm just like going into it. I'm like, ah, I got this. Like, oh, I'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Ah, it did not go well. Yeah. It was really bad. That I, first time. <laughs> like I thought about dropping it. I was like, this is not for me. This yeah. is not for me. It was yeah. that bad. Similar. I took AP psychology in high school and I loved psychology to the point where I was like, I like this could be something that I want to do in the future. Like I love the study. Of the, I love learning about why people do what they do, why people think certain things and do certain things and, and all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm taking Psych 101 this semester, and, like, it's they'll say something on, like, a present, on like the PowerPoint, and I'm like, okay, like, I vaguely remember that. I think that that's, like, right. something that I remember talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I get to the test, and I'm like, you know when you get to a test and you're like, don't know it, skip. Don't know, don't know, skip. Don't know, don't know, skip. And now you're on question 10 and you've skipped seven of the 10 and you're like, I'm f- absolutely royally <laughs> screwed right now. Um, but yeah. it's just like something that you thought you were good at, something you wanted to right. do, wanted, you thought you wanted to go down that yeah. path. And yeah. 
then just absolute reality check. Like, yeah, it, over, this is not going to be easy. Overarching theme here. Like, yeah, you may think you're good at something and then you come to college and you might fail pretty bad <laughs> and it might not go as well as you thought it did. But I mean, it's it's a universal experience and it's one that's not really talked about. So I think it's super important that we talk about it here because yeah. I mean, all of us have have gone through it. I know I have friends, you know, not in this room who've gone through it. And I don't think it's talked about enough. Like in college, it's kind of a place where it's like it's okay to fail. It's just about how you react to it and how you grow from it. Um, And I think people have to like understand that it's okay because I mean, like you, Kev, like the first time I got my CS midterm back, I was like, oh, shoot, maybe I shouldn't keep doing this. Um, And I think the important thing is to realize that that's not how I should interpret that grade, you know, like. I'm going to fail sometimes and it's okay. It's about how I bounce back from it. Um, And I think that's something that's not talked about enough in college, Um, especially when you like come from being, you know, above average in high school or succeeding in high school in your, in your respective subject. And I think it's like one of those things that people need to talk about a little bit more because I think there's kind of this like feeling on, on every college campus, quite frankly. And I think a lot of people in my social class, we refer to it as imposter syndrome where like you, you see everyone else and you're like, wow, everyone seems to have their, you know, their stuff together. So we brought this up, you brought up imposter syndrome in the, in, we had like a little debrief yesterday on like what we wanted to talk Mm -hmm. about. Mm. And I didn't want to say it at the time because I thought that it would be a pretty good. What What is this? Well, I I've What's no, yeah I have no idea what this is. I can take it if you. Um, so basically, imposter syndrome is kind of like this idea. The way my soch teacher explained it, shout out Simcoe, best prof of all time, is basically like you're in this circle, right? Yeah. You're in this place. For us, like this place is our college campus, well, and. You, you know, you feel like you don't belong here. You feel like you're an imposter, whether that be because like academically you, you feel like you're not on par with everyone else or like athletically um, or a mixture of things. Yeah. You know, you just feel like relative to your peers, you don't belong here. You yeah. feel like an imposter. You feel like you're just faking it till you're making it per se, mm-hmm. which is quite frankly how it feels for a lot of us sometimes. It's, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, the biggest part of imposter syndrome is when um, when no one asks questions in class. It's the worst thing. So, so you have oh all God. these questions and no one else is answering questions and therefore you're like, oh, everybody else gets it. I'm the only one yeah. who doesn't get it. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm screwed. So yeah. I took an anthropology class last semester and I'm currently taking an American studies class this semester. Both super interesting classes like talk about things that are super important discussions to talk about and also like super interesting things that you wouldn't really bring up in other places. Yeah. But I remember I have a pretty basic vocabulary i think i don't really like i i don't really have that big of a vocab my professors in my first semester were just using like massive word like every other i was like i cannot follow this at all yeah and i just just i got so scared i was like i'm screwed and then i talked to like other people in the class and they were like yeah no i have no idea what he's saying either exactly i was like Like, thank god because i was screwed there you go like i was literally had no idea what this guy was saying i couldn't even follow the lectures and then they were like no you're good no no, everybody else is going through. i was like word okay Uh, it's not just me two two themes that we've already (laughs) derived here if i may (laughs) is like number one you're gonna fail and that's okay. Inevitably. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's inevitable. How, you know, number two, like, talk to, like, other people are probably going through what you're going through. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. the illusion that everyone has it together. It's has, false. Yes. Has yeah. not held true. Very not false. True. Very um, false. Even though it seems that way, you know, and there's some comfort in that. And I think that's important, um, especially because, like, I think knowing that kind of helped me, like, you know, ground myself a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, and I also think it helps bond people. And I think that's another big thing in college. And I kind of want to know your guys' thoughts on this. Like, how do you feel like you were able to kind of like move to this brand new place, brand new school and like actually meet people? And like, I want to, I know Nick, you probably have a good take because you're a very outgoing guy, but I would kind of want to hit Kev on this because you touched on the like not on a team kind of yeah. thing. So what was your like game plan going in and how do you feel like it worked out? I think for me, it was about finding people who were like-minded. So mm-hmm. so before I got to Williams, I knew someone, shout out Malia. She was shout a friend of a friend. And so, you know, her and I were hanging out the first day, and then we just kind of started talking to people and meeting new people. And by the end of the day, I had, like, a group of five people where I was like, these people are cool. Yeah. Like, I could definitely see us being friends in a couple of weeks. You know, like, another thing is... <laughs> the you know, short term. The no, short but, term. No, but, yeah. like, the thing is, like, you got to develop these things exactly. over time, you know, yeah. and they take time to develop these relationships and friendships. So for me, it was taking it easy and, and being yourself. I think one thing that yeah. I struggled with in high school was um, imposter syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't belong here. This is like a super wealthy private school, you know. I don't really belong here, da 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 But now that I'm here, it's a level playing field, you know. Yeah. We're, we're all here because we're smart, because we're, we belong here. Mm-hmm. And that it took me a while to realize that. But at the same time, you gotta, you just gotta find people who who think like you and and, and click with you. And I think I've hit it off obviously with the the guy soccer team a lot. We hang out and because of Newcastle, shout out, shout, shout out New- Newcastle, hey, baby, shout out Newcastle. I don't believe we've done yeah, that yet. I don't shout think out, we shouted out Newcastle. That yet. is our intramural team. We kind of run it back for every sport. Shout out the whole Newcastle Dude, team. Dude, shout out anyone involved and yes. the crowd, the fans that come, anyone that anyone involved, <laughs> the CEOs, yeah, everybody, anyone that's involved the in Newcastle. We you appreciate guys you. Think Newcastle has kind of like helped you form a lot yes. of your. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because Newcastle is a big part Nick, of your you guys' college identity, and yeah, I want to hear more about it, and our listeners should know more about so, it. So Newcastle um, is, like Kev said, our intramural. It started off as our uh, intramural soccer team. I remember the first day of I Am Soccer. This is crazy because a lot of it's the before people our who transfer are, window. A lot of the people in Newcastle. Ha- like Newcastle has been kind of interesting because it's kind of shifted over time. So the oh, first day of I Am, we had like a group, but – People didn't show up. So it was me, Josh, Josh, Will, Oscar, and I think um, Drew. Drew. Yeah, Drew. And was that there. was the original five of Newcastle. And we beat the baseball guys. And that was hella satisfying. There's, there's, there's an, soccer? In overtime. There's an, yeah. yeah, there's an OG photo of them. There's all, an like, OG photo. Like, we, we took a picture after every crazy. game. We, no go. subs. We hit that and we won that game. Yeah. And then eventually, I think during the wild card episode that uh, I was talking about in a during the wildcard game that we talked about in a previous episode where I met Nick, we got Nick and Flip and Tori to come out to our game, and they brought some of their other friends. Yeah. And then from there, now it's just so we kind of got the guy's soccer team yeah, on our IM so team. Yeah, we so we went, we had our IM team, and I think that you guys were always chilling in the common room, and yeah. I would always come in and say, what's up? But mm-hmm. we it was preseason, and preseason was like an yeah. absolute yeah, grind, yeah. so I was like... I got to get up at, you know, 6.30 in the morning tomorrow. I can't really stay, but I would say what's up to everyone, and then I would leave. Mm. So I got in when Newcastle was a thing, I remember Oscar and, and, and Josh came up to me, and they were like, we want, like, we let's go. Soccer, let's yeah. run it. Like, let's, let's get some soccer guys on it. Yeah. So I said yes, but I was like, I probably won't be able to go to many games until, like, halfway through the season, mm-hmm. just until I get a schedule going. Um, mm-hmm. Back to, like, what Kev was saying with time management, like, being able to structure yourself routine, and yeah. really plant yourself into a yeah. routine is huge. Um, and then I remember that game and 
I remember that we had an IAM game like the next week. And for some reason, we were all together because we all the soccer guys were normally all, all together. And we were like, yo, we have an IAM game tonight at eight. Like everyone pop out. So everyone popped out, and then we had like coaches, assistant coaches. Physio. We had like we had a physio. We had a physio. We had a CEO. We had like it got big really. Quick. It was yeah. very big, very yeah. fast, and it became, I think, one of the highlights of being here was these games that were super competitive, and I loved it. Um, but it also involved like meeting other people that mm-hmm. like you wouldn't have met like i met a lot of people and developed these connections because yeah. yeah it's crazy how like some of your best friendships come from the things that you would like never you know expect that you would have done oh yeah yeah um and i think that's another big thing about college is just like doing things like even you know sitting down for this podcast you know you never know where it's gonna go yeah. so you gotta like capitalize yeah i on think those opportunities. that biggest advice for someone that is like going into college is don't be in your room. Try to be out. Try Push to yourself out of your comfort try zone. to be yeah. out of your room as much as possible. Don't do work in your room. Go to the library and like sit and have people come walk by you. Say what's up. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. do all these things that can le- get you out of your room as much as possible. Yeah. Don't eat in your room. Eat in the dining halls because um, everyone's in the same spot. You know what I'm saying? Like the first day, beside like I was incredibly lucky because. We, me and Dabs came in and met the right. teams and had yeah. a, a, su- not a support group, people that we connected with and yeah. had like-minded mm-hmm. interests very fast. Um, but eventually, you know, other people are going to be in a situation where they want to meet people. Everyone wants to, you know, connect and find someone. So if you go out and say, if you see someone that is sitting and just be like, hey, can I sit here? Do you mind if I sit? Do you mind if I eat? Asking, hey, what's up? What's your name? How are you? Because in the first week, two weeks, three weeks, how many times did you answer the, hey, (laughs) yeah, what's the name? Where are you from? All this stuff. You're just meeting people. And I also think going back to that, like I know we came in on teams, but I also think it's super important to kind of like, again, try things that you wouldn't otherwise try because the people you can meet, you can meet very different types of people. And I think it's super interesting. Like the perspectives that they can afford you is like super interesting, Um, you know, because like, someone on the soccer team isn't necessarily going to be the same person like they could be by all means, but isn't necessarily going to be the same person who's writing in the newspaper yeah. and, yeah. and forging friendships you know, on all scales is, is super important. And I think really helps develop, um, your friendship network per se in, in college. Um, but also like just backtracking a little bit, Kev, I know you talked about routine for a little bit. Um, when you were, when you were talking about Newcastle over there. And I think we should run that back a little bit and go into a little bit more depth on that front because I want to know from you guys, I definitely have a take on this, but I want to know like how you guys developed your routine coming to college because it's like a completely new place and there's so many moving pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it'd be interesting just because the three of us are all very different people. We we all have very different, we have similar, but also different interests. And I just want to, you know, hear everyone's take on the, on the routine and food, you know, the eating, the gym, school, um, all of it. I mean, I, do you want to go? You want me to go? I'll go. I work. Uh, my routine, I feel like came into place pretty quickly. I think for me, the hardest part was fitting in going to the gym and stuff. Um, because for the first two weeks of school, we had this thing called first days where there was no class. We were just, it's kind of like summer camp before school for the freshmen to get to know each other. 
and the gym wasn't really open that often and you had to wear a mask and stuff or, or there was like a lot of protocols around it. So I just was like, let me wait until school starts. I'll have my schedule. I'll do that. So then eventually I realized how far mission is from everything. And I was like, damn, I got to wake up early too. Like this is a problem because I got to walk everywhere. So, and I'm from New York. Walking is not foreign to me, but walking up the Mission Hill, for those of you who don't Ooh, that know, hill's a me- that Mission hill's Hill a beast. is like Mount Everest when you're trying to get oh. to Science Quad, mm-hmm. you know, in a hurry. Yeah. Um, so my routine is pretty chill. You know, I wake up early. Uh, you know, I read the Bible. I pray. My spirituality is a big part of who I am, so I just make sure that's how I start my day. Um, I've started going to Snar. For those who don't know, Snar oh, is, the, is late, the, the late night yeah, snack bar and rescue. I go to Snar. Use a swipe. I get breakfast sandwiches for the next day to microwave in the morning, and I get dinner at night. So I get a two-for-one combo. Yeah, the, you, you, you schemed that. No, yeah, yeah because respectfully— <laughs> College life hack. No, yeah, that was the D-Hall. <laughs> because, because they have um, take-home boxes. So you take them home, put them in the fridge, microwave them. Yeah, mm-hmm. croissant, bacon, breakfast. egg, and cheese. No, yeah, you're breakfast. good. 100%. 100%. And respectfully, it's better than what they put in the dining hall for breakfast. So— <laughs> Hey, I'll take it. Those, those breakfast fair. sandwiches are underrated. Take. Those things are tough. No, They're good. No, they I still haven't had one, and I'm very oh, upset about it. Oh, no. We got we to gotta get you on that. Yeah, um, for sure. And, yeah, so after class, I'll go to the gym, do work, shower, and... Yeah, it also depends on how I'm feeling that day. If I see the guys in Resky and they're watching Champions League soccer, I'm going to stop and watch soccer yeah, with them. Yeah, exactly. I think... Um, Routines are obviously super important to have a general routine, but I think another thing I've learned in college is to kind of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're, you only go to college once, and I think there are going to be experiences and opportunities that you have or will be presented with that you won't get the chance to do again. Yeah. So take advantage of them, you know, that in, in 20 years, you know, I hate to say this because, you know, academically, you know, school comes first, but in 20 years, you're not going to remember that paper that you should have written. You're going to remember that great time that you had with your friends watching. Right. You know, Champions yeah. League. So that's my I, takeaway. I, I agree. And I think in terms of routines, like for me coming in, I always was like the kid that would sleep until 1130 and like wake up at 12 and then get his day going because I slept a lot. Um, but then I've learned to just like start your day earlier, get mm-hmm. your routine going earlier. I This semester I took, I have an 8 a.m. and a 10 a.m. So I'm done by 11 and I love it. Wake up at... Shout out to that. Yeah, for real. I love it. I think it's amazing. You wake up at 7.15, 7.30, get changed, go to class, after class, eat breakfast, go to class again, and then after class, you have... I lift and go to the field, um, and then I'm done with, like, the essentials of my day by, like, 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, if, like, depending on what the day is, and then from 3 to whatever, you can watch Champions League in a side room with a bunch of the guys, or you can uh, watch March Madness, which is what we've been doing all day today. Yes. Nonstop my since class got out. My, my dad texted me. My da- I texted my dad. I was like, I don't even know if my bracket is still I texted my dad. I was like, first day today. He was like, where are you watching? I was like, my econ class. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we do not endorse this type of game. But it was, it's just like being able to, like Kev said, have a routine that you love and, you know, prioritize the things that you want to prioritize, but also leaving some space for some flexibility, leaving some space to say, oh, I have an hour. I can go do some work. And, you know, as I'm doing some work, I'm going to sit at the table with a bunch of my friends and maybe we get some work done for 40 minutes and 20 minutes, you know, we chat, chop it up, talk, make some memories that, you know, are going to be talked about the next day. And, mm-hmm. Then it just builds and builds and builds, and you have these relationships with these people that 
you have only known for three, four months, yep. and they're all of a sudden like the people that yeah. you're closest with, the people yep. that if you don't see them in a day, you're like, yo. No, yeah. I what? texted you yesterday. I was like, Nick, I haven't seen you all day. Yeah. 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 I texted me. She was like, I've been seeing you all day. Like, how are you? What's happening? <laughs> well, yeah, I agree. I think, I think the biggest thing that, well, two of the biggest things that I've learned in college are number one, you can't really have a set routine in the sense that you can't have your whole day planned out. Yeah. yeah. You can have your whole day planned out if that plan includes flexibility for three hours. Something's going to happen. Whatever Something's going to yeah, Something happen. will happen. It will go off the yeah. rails. And then the other thing I learned is that like, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. I mean, some of the best experiences come from that like fun night out that, you know, two hours before you were debating if you even wanted to go out in the yeah. first place. Some of your best moments are the moments you don't plan for. Yeah. True and are right. the moments that you kind of, you know, say, hey, maybe I shouldn't go out tonight and maybe I should write this paper like Kev said, but at the end of the day, like every single person listening to this podcast and every single person that like, you know, is not every single person, but a majority of the people who who are in, you know, who are working and who are adults now, like have had some college or college similar because a lot of people don't go to college experience in the sense that they've they've been young and they yeah. and they've lived while they're young no, um and i think that's a big a big kind of takeaway like yeah. you gotta you yeah. gotta the biggest thing that i can offer after telling a story like that is like you gotta learn the dichotomy you know you gotta learn it mm, learn the balance word. between um between social life and making making friends and going out and going to that party and and whatnot and also you know, making sure that you get your work done and you go to those office hours and you make that connection with that professor. Um, and I think that's one of the things that you just learn throughout. I also want to add freshman fall. Yeah. I also and, just want to add like yeah. one of the biggest things um, coming into college for me was like, I don't go out. I really much enjoy a night in watching a movie or Nick Alcock's a big movie guy. Yeah. Watching a movie or, you know, just chilling, doing lawn. Like I, I, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a, I would consider myself an extrovert in terms of, you know, I meet a lot of people. I love interactions with people. But I also love, you know, getting a group of people and going to watch a movie or, or doing something like that, like just a chill night like that. Um, and coming into college, I was really scared that, mm-hmm. like, that's not how college works. Um, like, people are just going to want to, you know, always be social 24-7, 365, and, you know, there's no really downtime. It's just bang, 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 bang. And, you know, I've learned it's it's not like that. A lot, like, you don't have to, you know, go to formal or go out and, and to have a good time. You can stay in and, you know, sit in a common room There's and watch a movie. There's always someone else who wants a chill night in. I agree. Yeah. And I think 100%. that's something that I learned, too, because, you know, social media kind of depicts college party culture as, like, this big year-long college bender where you kind of do academics on the side. Yeah. But, what I've learned here is that's really not the case. And, I mean, for some people it may be. Like, there may I was going to say, let's yeah, be, yeah. You know, Williams right. is a little different. Really, Williams like is definitely well. a little different. And maybe even at Williams there's some people who live that kind of lifestyle. Fair enough. No, but I agree, yeah. Speaking from, you know, my in, in my circle, mm. I'm going to say, yeah. um, in my circle that's really not the case. Like, although there are definitely people who like to go out and be social because that's, you know, you can meet completely other people there's also people who like to stay in and have like an intimate night with friends where you maybe order some food and watch a movie exactly and i think that's something that's not really talked about yeah Um, one of my favorite memories ever since being here was one night like you know i it was just one of those nights that i was like "Eh, i'm not really like i just want to you know i want a chill night and i remember it being 
I just remember going to a couple of the boys, going to Drew and Martine and, and Justin, and being like, "Yo, who wants to watch a Bachelor tonight?" Because I'm a, oh, yeah. I'm a massive Bachelor guy. So they were all like, "Word, like let's go!" So we grabbed the room in Hollander and we watched the first. It was the first episode of The Bachelor. So like, you know, like when everyone comes out of the yeah. limo and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and it was like. 11 30 12 at night and we're sitting in a room watching the back and i loved it i was like this is amazing right just because like I, they, like people do different things and, and you know it's okay to do that you don't have to you I don't think have this to is fit a in a great box. moment for for us to tell the chipotle walkenheim story. Oh, chipotle walkenheim yes <laughs> yeah this is a great were we all story. there were you there Two weeks ago, when oh, two weeks ago, so he I was, was at, at the, the original. original one. Yeah, yeah. I was okay, at the okay. first one. The I wasn't one, even I at the out. original. So I didn't go out for that for those who don't know what we're referencing right now is our. I think it's like our student like activity organizing yeah. group or something. Yeah, good. Um, is using some of their funds to kind of like buy a bunch of Chipotle and hand it out for free because we go to college in Williamstown, Massachusetts. There is no Chipotle. There is no which Chipotle. is surrounded by farmlands and yeah. mountains, no. which is really pretty and nice to look at, but there's no, no Chipotle. Damn. There's no fast food, nothing like that. Damn. So, for, you know, for two city, two New Yorkers and a Boston area kid. Bostonian. Chipotle is a pretty big thing and oh. it's a pretty big part of our Gen Z culture. Oh, um, a lot there. of people love Chipotle. Myself included, Kev included, Nick included. Yes, so one night, so. Um, you know, we had the option, a bunch of us had the option between going out or waiting in line in the freezing cold four degrees Celsius for a Chipotle burrito mm-hmm. for 45 minutes and then eating it in the, you know, student center. So what do we pick? The latter. Yeah. <laughs> Chipotle. Obviously we're going Chipotle. No question. Yeah, but that Chipotle, amazing. Oh my God, it was amazing. Best decision in my life. Different. Yeah, it hits so different. Oh, when you're, so you know, when you're a college kid who's kind of surviving on dining hall food and instant ramen Ugh. a nice chipotle burrito it so good. oh it's carne divine. asada again too? under underrated like oh, you say come on it was it and was honestly needed. it was one of like standing in line in the freezing cold like wishing that i was in asana or anywhere else That's but the freezing of williamstown but like with some of my closest friends was like one of my favorite moments so fun. you know because you're going through it together and then after the fact you're sitting and you're all at like 1 a.m eating a chipotle burrito in the student center when at home you could drive five minutes and get the Chipotle burrito, but I'm not going to tell the story of when I drove to Chipotle right next to my house and it mm-hmm. took me two minutes to get my online order. You know, like I'm going to tell the story when me and my friends decided to sit in Walkenheim and or wait in, in line at at the Science Center just to eat a Chipotle burrito. You know, I agree, um, and I think that this. I know that we're not at Yak of the Week. Oh, great Insert music transition just moment. because I want to hear the music. Yak of the week. All right, perfect. Um, but this is not the yak of the week. However, uh, shout out Drew. After this night, Drew put a yak up that got like a hundred up, absolute banger, yeah, yeah. banger of a yak. Damn. And he was like, Williams is like the Williams li- like college life is just like doing something that would have been considered normal at another pl- at yeah like before college happened. So. Getting Chipotle at eleven thirty, back at home, was a literally a given. After soccer, after a game, a seven like if we had a seven p.m. game, it was like, all right, let's go to Chick Fil A, let's go to Chipotle, mm-hmm. like because they were both there. And like I cannot tell you the last time that I've had a Chick Fil A or Chipotle. Well, Chipotle oh was God. because of the, this night, yeah. but before yeah. that, like, I it just didn't happen. I'm itching. For it was it. just it's the little. <laughs> it's just the little things that are just like 
Oh, yeah. You will always remember is like kind of what we were saying before. Like the little things are so important. A, a good story that I have where it was kind of spending a night in as, or doing something different as opposed to like going out was during winter study. This is, I, I apologize in advance to Nick. This oh, is gonna be dude, come on. So this on. was a night during winter study. <laughs> And this was the worst night of my life. It was like a big, you know, I'm obviously a big Knicks fan being from New York. And, you know, Nick is obviously a Boston Celtics fan being from Boston. We have a bunch of other guys in our our group who, you know, fall on either side. So Nick was kind enough to put the game on to the big screen in Wackenheim. So we're watching the game and the Celtics are busting our behind. And then all of a sudden we start hooping. Evan Fournier knocking down threes. We're getting good, and we're start. You know, we start chirping Nick, but Nick's chirping back. Like it's fun, right? We're going back and forth, and then it comes down to one last this shot, and RJ Barrett gets it, banks it off the glass, and makes it in. And we're jumping on the can table. I, can I, okay. We're going bananas, this man. And we're going crazy. And poor Nick calls his dad. This He's sucks. like, Dad, I'm distraught. This we just sucks. lost terribly, and Nick all my friends like are rubbing it in my face. Room. This sucked. Okay, so my dad, shout out dad, like, I talked to him a lot about sports stuff. <sighs> Great night. So he didn't even watch the game. But before the game happened, like, they were telling, they were like, us and the Knicks had the same record. Like, that was the whole point. It was like, this game, we had the same record it's going big, in. It was a big game. And for I got to Walkenheim before everyone else did. Mm. So I was in there with Sam and Drew, and they were like, how do you guys have such a bad record? Like, all this stuff. Like, you guys are so good on paper. And I was like, guys, just wait. We blow every lead. So we were up 20. Like, this is also true. And then they came back, and R.J. Barrett, who was booty was before this game, game, hits a fader bank three, it sends it, nice and then since shot. that since that, now. since that game, he's been averaging like 25. Come on now. It's so, all it takes. Oh, it's athlete takes. mentality. That was the worst, that was the worst day. But that, to me, was a great night because yeah. it was during winter study, which is when we have no classes or, or, excuse me, we have, like, one class, but it's very low stakes, so we can kind of... You can go out, like, every night if you want yeah. to. But we chose that night to instead hang out and chill with our friends, and that, to me, was something that... I'm glad I got to watch that with my friends, and that's something I'll remember for a long time. So yeah. I just thought that was, like, a really good, you know... No, story yeah, snaps for that. Yeah, snaps I mean, not snaps for the moment, but no, sna- yeah, yeah. Snaps, snaps for the story. For the memes. Yeah. Wait, so are we... Kev, are we running back our yaks of the week? Because I'm going to say that was yours. Cause Do we want to go really? yak of the week? Is that, are you going to stand on that being your yak of the am week? I sta- am I dying on this hill? I'll die on that hill. I'll well, die with you. Do you have Drew. another one? I don't. I remember you saying you didn't. All right. All right. I don't. I'll die on that hill. Okay. Die but on that are we going official yak of the week segment? Ready? Official yak of the week segment. All right. Ready? Okay. Yak of the week. Electric. All right. We're back. Here we go. <laughs> all right. All right. I can. I got. I got two. Yeah, What's up with you getting two okay, every well, week? Okay, well, one of them is actually a Drew's suggestion that he asked me to read off. So I will be reading okay, off. Okay, I, 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 I. So I'll start with Drew's because this one's kind of funny. So Drew came up to me in the library yesterday. Um, Drew's one of our close friends. And he was like, this is a very funny Yak of the Week. 133 upvotes, which is quite wow, a bit for the Williams number. College campus. Yep. And here, here's how it goes. I love how I can leave my laptop anywhere on campus and know that no one will steal it, yet I can't keep a $4 breakfast sandwich in Lee's for more than five minutes without one of y'all snatching it. <laughs> That's a very true statement. If, if you don't know, Lee's is our, we order food. Our to-go, Shout dining hall. Yeah. But Great uh, a bunch of people will just take your, your 82 or your Lee's order. Criminal. Absolute. It's criminal. It's, it's, it's a menace mentality. Yeah, you can leave your like iPad or laptop like oh, open while you're in the bathroom or something. But what is worse, the Lee's 
or the can or the Canadian goose. <sighs> not Canada, the Canada, is not it? the Canada goose. Not the Canada goose. Someone someone had their Canada goose jacket oh, stolen. This was so funny from man. a party, oh. and now they just clown this poor man. For losing his Canada, like people are yakking about it, I feel yeah. so bad. I do feel That's bad. That's an expensive but jacket. He's, he's funny. Like, yeah, respect. He, oh no, he yeah. takes it on the chin. No, he's he like doesn't. on. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, on yeah. our William student platform, and he's like, he "Oh, it it's yeah. chilly out. Wish I had my jacket. I wish yeah. I had my goose. Yeah, he's, he's funny with it. He's, he's funny with it. He's coping with humor, and Shout I can respect parks. that. I can respect. He's that, like, dang. He's like, dang. Really cold out today. Really wish I had my goose. Yeah, and honestly, yeah, it's funny, but also. Why would you bring your Canada goose to a, you know? It's a war zone. It's a, a party. It's a war zone on Hoxie for oh, yeah. for good yeah. for coach. Essentially, Hoxie is kind of our fraternity sorority equivalent, in a sense. Yeah. Um, not really parallel, but could argue, you know, arguably be parallel. No, yeah. This kid brought his very nice thousand dollar, I believe they're around that range jacket to this quote unquote war zone, and he kind of lost it. No, nah, it was funny though. He he <laughs> took he, he took it like a champ. Shout out, shout out. He took it took like a champ. All right, you giving your second one, or do you want Kev to go with? Yeah, Kev, one? why don't you run yours uh, back? I, I can run mine. Um, there's no better feeling than turning in your size 11 font single space essay into a double space size 12 oh. essay and seeing it go over the page. Count. This is actually this is what this I happened do. to me. Yeah. This happened to me today. This is what yeah I had to write a paper for American Girlhoods. Shout out American Girlhoods. I had to write this paper and I wrote it all. And I was like, damn, this is not going to make the minimum three-page count. And I was like, you're an Arial 11. Put that in Times of New Roman 12. Double yeah. space. And yeah. we made it. I, 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 I write my papers in single space because if they say four to five-page limit, I know I only have to write two pages oh, in terms of single space. And then psychology. it's just like, bang, bada bing, bada boom. I'm yeah. double spacing it. I'm at four pages. Now I can just. There we go. Do what it's I need to things, do, guys. You got to yeah. scheme your way around exactly. the, around the system a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Might as well. But you know, within bounds. That's a good one, Kev. I like that one. Thank you. That was, and that was a good yak. My official yak. Um, again, the other one was from Drew, but my official one is: you know, it's Williams when someone suggests using LinkedIn as a dating app. That one was funny. I remember just, like, seeing slide that. Slide into my LinkedIn DM. As someone who just hopped on LinkedIn, please throw me a connect. Oh, I need. Those. I will throw I, you. A connect. I, 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 have I would like. I would like LinkedIn. to say this: we don't need to be friends. We 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 could have minimal, my very minimal <laughs> conversation. Me and you could me have connect, only brother. say yes or only say hi a couple of times. Yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. Come on now, yeah. join my network. Come on, grow but that, grow like, the brand. I feel like we gotta establish. So LinkedIn is kind of like this job searching platform where people in the job world can kind of connect with each other. I think people know what LinkedIn is. It's like I a know, social media. It's a very jobs. known. It's a known it's like thing. Facebook, but it's a known the, thing, but the, you never know who's listening to true. this. All right, that's a good point. And I think it's I just funny how some people are treating LinkedIn or treating LinkedIn like the new Tinder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like sliding that's into LinkedIn. Heinous. Yeah, that is that's heinous. heinous. That is heinous. You know, um, just like talk about culture, but. Anyways, I know we got to wrap up a little early because, you know, like we said, time management. We do have a a member who has to run to a meeting. But I do. We posted on our Relatable-ish Instagram. um, Let me plug that up at the Relatable-ish podcast. We also posted on on Yik Yak. Shout out to... The, the Williams just, community yeah. because they didn't even know that we didn't even know we were polling them and they right. got polled. But we did get some really good responses to our um, Instagram poll, which posed the question: If you could add anything to a college survival guide, what would you add? And I just want to read some of these because I think they're really yeah, no, they're good. They're good. Yeah, yeah. It was very so, good answers. 
Um, one of them, should I go first name or anonymous? Yeah, no, go. Uh, first, I'll, I'll go first name. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I don't think they would have posted it if they Exactly, didn't want I agree. So yeah. Charlotte said, make the most of every moment because time goes by too quickly, which I think is super valid. We're already five um, months in, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's that, crazy. We have eight weeks left. Yeah, we're yeah, also I, already, we're crazy. also, I think we're like more than an eighth of the way done with college. Mm-hmm. I think crazy. is how it works. If you think of it like that, it's, it's crazy. crazy. And then um, Georgia, a recent graduate who is doing big things and yeah. working at all of the Olympics. And we're going to get her on shout here out Georgia. Day, so shout out Georgia. But she said, if you have the choice between hanging out with friends and doing homework, always choose hanging out with friends. That's what Kev was saying. Yep. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. Um, can, I give, can I give one of my favorites? Yeah, go on. Shout out to Martine. Martine goes, track your swipes. <laughs> because when you're getting scenario every night and you run out of swipes on Thursday morning. Oh, it's the you worst. You ain't eating this pain. weekend. It actually <laughs> is. It actually so is. Track your swipes. Another one, another one that I liked is from Mayer. Mayer goes, be friendly to everyone. You never know who can be your next best friend for life. That's true. That I agree. True That's a really good sweet. one. Be kind yeah. to one another. Hey. And then I'm going to give one more uh, the plug up because this comes from one of my one of my biggest mentors um, in the sense that I lived – she's older. She already graduated college, and now she's playing soccer in Greece. But I lived with her last year for a year, and Ooh, she taught me a lot. Big really, shout out. Really mm-hmm. changed how I, how I you know, took on um, life in, in terms of how I approach things. And she said, don't take stuff too serious. Always say yes. Be nice to everyone because you don't know who you will ever need in the future. Yeah. And I think those are all very good pieces of advice, and I think we should leave our viewers – if. You- uh no, I mean I just wanted you to say what Danny wanted yeah, you to say. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I just we... wanted you to close it out with what Danny wanted you what to close it out with. Heck? Shout out, shout out, Danny. Danny wrote. Danny... Since it's Paddy's day tomorrow, please ask Olivia to say. I don't know how to. Say I don't that. know how to say that. <laughs> I don't know how to say that either. Okay, give it your best shot. I think. Oh God, it's in Gaelic, by the way. Oh. Um, so I know how to say, and I think some of the people who speak Gaelic here would get a crack out of this. Is I think it's. Pomathoin or Pomahone. Oh, I'm getting some looks, but um, that is not good. That's not what she. What? But no, no, no. Okay, this this says La Fia Pedrag Sona Dui. Yeah. There we go. Shout out Pat behind the desk. Giving us the laugh. Tech crew. Giving us the laugh. Giving us the the wave. I don't think I said that right, but uh, (laughs) we're getting we're getting the shrug. So I think that was a decent attempt. But yeah, we'll we'll leave you guys with that. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning into episode three of Relatableish. As always, it is Dabs, Kevin, and Nick. It's kind of relatable. It's relatable.